Hello and welcome to our podcast called Two Tassie Teachers Talking. I'm Dr. Adam James and with me is Mr. James McLeod. Good afternoon, James. Good afternoon, Adam. Great to be here again. And uh, we've got more than two Tassie teachers talking. We've uh, we've brought two teachers from the ELC, the Hutchins ELC, to uh, speak with us today. So I'd, I'm there in the studio with me, Adam. So I'd like to introduce, first of all, Bree Dick. Welcome, Bree. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me today. Uh, it's really good to have you. And perhaps you'd just like to tell us uh, where you teach and tell us about how many students you might be responsible for and... <laughs> Absolutely. I teach in the ELC. Um, I'm one of the prep teachers um, and I'm currently responsible for 16 students in my class. Okay. And so prep, how old are they? They're four and five-year-olds. Oh, magnificent. Excellent. And Emma, welcome. Thanks. Nice to be here. Really good to see you. And are you... You're not a prep teacher as well? No, I'm not the other half of the prep team. I am one half of the year two team. Okay. So just a few years older... Yep, just a few doors down and a couple of years older. And we have 24 in each class in year two. In each class? Yep, we're at full, we're at capacity. That's huge. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> some then, days it is. <laughs> yeah, and then just to make it a little bit uh, harder, we'll, um, we'll stop doing it in the normal way <laughs> and yeah. do, it, do it a little bit differently. So, Adam, have you been getting on? Oh, I'm well, thanks, James. Uh, as as we talked about last time, I have a six and a half and a three and a half year old. So uh, my daughter's in grade one, and um, and my other daughter's in childcare. So we're about to go back to childcare. In fact, first day tomorrow. Very excited uh, with the recent news of the announcement that uh, Tasmania is sort of starting to open back up again, and we're expecting to go back to school for K through six on the 25th of May, and then a couple of weeks later we'll be having the uh, sevens to tens join us. And I forgot, of course, that the 11s and 12s will be back on the 25th of May as well. So we'll have a sort of split arrangement. But uh, in terms of me and how my things are going, I'm feeling the pain of 24 and or 16 students because I have sort of one and a half and it is challenging at my house. I imagine so. But that's okay. We're, we're, We're enjoying it. So uh, thanks for joining us, Brie and Emma. It's really fantastic to have you here. I, I'm really curious about what home-based learning might look like in the ELC. Can you shed a bit of light on that? Sure. Um, well, in the ELC, we're currently using uh, Seesaw as our platform for learning. Uh, that allows us to communicate with the parents and the students, uh, deliver the content and give feedback uh, to the students as well. Um, we're also very aware in the younger years that they need a lot of the um, sort of physical everyday uh, routines of handwriting and developing fine and gross motor. And so we've also made up a lot of take-home learning packs, which the boys can access each day as well. A a take-home learning learning pack, what what does that look like? Well, we've got a number of activities, um, particularly with boys, they really respond very well to structure and routine. So we have uh, a number of workbooks that they work from. So they've got their daily handwriting. They have Uh, mass activities. It might be games that they can play with mum and dad um, and also things that they can access independently as well. Right. Yeah, year two, it's very similar as well. We sent home, uh, we planned for the first five weeks of term and we sent home workbooks with the worksheets or anything they'd be doing in it organised sequentially. So each day we might direct them to do a particular page in a workbook. And generally the way we've been doing it this term is we might film ourselves, recorded, sorry, record ourselves delivering an instructional lesson and doing the explicit teaching and then encouraging the boys or asking the boys 
to do a set page in their workbook or a worksheet and then upload a photograph of it through the Seesaw platform. So quite similar to how we would do it at school maybe where we'd have that explicit teaching, we're using the whiteboard, we're modelling and then they go and hopefully work relatively independently. I think with the younger years as well, um, they do need a lot of the explicit instructions. So we've been pre-recording multiple lessons for so that we can differentiate for the different uh, groups within the class as well. So uh, it's been a lot of uh, organisational skills needed. Um, My word. Yeah, but it's it's been very beneficial actually, um, particularly for the younger students um, who are able to replay lessons or go back over things if they yeah. need a little bit of uh, further instruction. Sometimes I'll even say like, you know, pause the video now and on your whiteboards because we sent home individual whiteboards as well. I might say pause the video now and copy this number sentence on your whiteboard and then come back when you've got an answer and we'll work through it together or something like that. So you get to give them quite a deal of immediate feedback? No, so we're not giving immediate feedback as no. such. We're just encouraging them to pause and re-watch. But we haven't had an online, a live platform because right. team, Teams was not suitable for early learning. You can only see four students at once. So for my class, that would be one-sixth of the class at a time. Yes. <laughs> and if you are doing something like asking them to show you something on a whiteboard, which is something we do a couple of times a day, generally during our letters and sounds lessons or tuning in for maths. We just wouldn't get that on Teams. So we didn't have a lot of time up our sleeves when we went to home-based learning, as I'm sure we're all aware of. And we wanted to make sure that we weren't rushing into something that wasn't going to be safe. We didn't want to put anyone's privacy at risk. So the IT department worked with leadership to find a platform that set was suitable and a way to deliver that platform, which is why we're using Zoom through Rory, through Schoolbox. So we've got that single user sign-in. And in year two, we're trialling that tomorrow for the first time, having a Zoom meeting, so a live meeting with the boys oh, first wow. time in the morning. So 20. I think I'll be muting a lot of microphones. <laughs> um, but that would be nice because that's something that they haven't had is the chance to interact with each other. And it's also I haven't had the chance to interact with them and see them. And it's very strange delivering a lesson to an iPad camera <laughs> and not getting that immediate feedback. And I, I even said to the boys in my video message this morning, I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing you in Zoom tomorrow. I said, you probably not care about seeing me because you've been seeing me on the screen every day but you know I haven't been seeing you and as a teacher especially in the early years or probably true of any year you rely so much on that immediate feedback from your students to see if they're getting it or not. Yeah absolutely we've been talking about that uh, last episode how uh, that the immediacy of feedback up to year 12 is is really really important. So seeing that uh, that you're experiencing the same thing at your end of the school is is really interesting. I had a question about how much uh, how much do you need parents to get involved in the supporting of the learning uh, for the boys? I think it varies depending on the boys. I think for some of our parents, they're finding they're having to be quite involved. I mean, a seven-year-old boy's motivation to complete a writing activity is not super high, but it's it's really important. It's a really big, important part of our curriculum. So I think for a lot of the parents, we're really lucky that they are supporting their boys so much. And then the flip side of that is sometimes I'll have a parent emailing me and say, oh, sorry, I didn't even check so-and-so's work before he uploaded it. And I'm saying, that's great. Like, I, I'd like to know that they're yeah. They're putting the work I'm marking is their work because that's what it would be like at school. The work I see is the work they feel they've finished and then I'm giving them feedback on 
that and how they can improve, not how the parents not can on improve. The, on the parent polish. <laughs> yeah, so I think we have to acknowledge that the parents are working pretty hard, a lot of them, but I think it varies for student to student. Yeah. And we have to be aware of families and the pressures that they're under as well and that they have to be flexible with trying to fit it into their schedule. Um, so I know in the younger, in the early years, sorry, um, we've been trying to have a lot of familiar activities so we're not springing something new on them all the time. So they've got their everyday letters and sounds, which is our phonics-based program. They've got their handwriting. They've got their maths activities um, so that they can get into some kind of routine and schedule yeah. that suits them. Yeah, that's a really good point as well, that it has to suit them. And the way we'd run the class at school was very different than how they'll run it at home. So having those pre-recorded videos probably probably suits them. They can choose what to do and in what order they'll do the activity. Yeah, that's a, that's a great comment. I've actually been using pre-recorded videos for a while in the year 12 chemistry class. And, and I like for exactly that reason, the, the access when you're ready for the learning that you want to do, I think yeah. it's really powerful. It's kind of that whole so, flipped classroom mentality from about a decade ago or so, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about how long ago it was, but yeah, <laughs> I, I adopted that. And, um, and I've been running with that and and I'm still actually produced about five videos since we've gone on break. Um, so, and so because, do you think you'll be able to use those videos in the future as well, resources that you've oh, yeah. right? Yeah, 100%. I was actually going to ask you the same thing. So my videos definitely um, I'm producing and I'll be using them next year. The videos that I'm producing at the moment, they take quite a while to mm-hmm. make. So in terms of my teacher investment, it's two to three hours, Yeah, probably more, uh, but I can use it again again, because let's be honest, organic chemistry is not going to change. Um, the only thing that might change is whether that particular aspect of it is in the syllabus, uh, in which case you can curate the videos, take bits out and so on. So, um, for me, it is really powerful and yeah, I'll be using these videos that I'm making now, uh, well into the future. How about you guys? To be honest, no, I don't think I will. I mean, I can't imagine playing a video of myself teaching students about arrays and repeated addition while I'm in the same room. (laughs) And there would never be an instance where we're asking students to work independently on something like that while they're at school. So no, I don't imagine that I will be reusing these resources. So it's a pretty big investment for a pretty short time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What about in different... Sorry, what about in differentiation? So if you had a student really sort of struggling with a concept, uh, they could perhaps come back to it yeah, that's in that a good way, point. Do you think- that is a great point. Or, and I think it's also been really valuable for the parents to see how we teach and what it means mm. in the early learning centre when we're talking about, you know, something like arrays. We don't just jump straight into it. We have to talk about addition first and review all the words we use for addition and the, how rich the vocabulary is in a maths lesson. And for them to see all that and how we break things down has probably been quite insightful for parents. And the same with our letters and sounds, our phonics lessons. I think it's, it's yeah, it's possibly opened up our classrooms as such. And I know I've had feedback from some parents that have uh, said to me, look, um, my son's really struggling, you know, with this particular sound. And I've said, you know, you could possibly just stick with that sound for the whole week and go over it so that he can familiarise himself with that and gain confidence uh, with being able to recognise the sound and use the sound. And um, the feedback from that parent was that it worked really well and it also enabled her to use the same type of language that we're using in school to support uh, him as well. So as much as I cringe sometimes re-watching the lessons yeah, that we film, it's quite confronting. Um, hearing my own voice, um, I, I think that, that it could definitely be a valuable tool that we could use in the future. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and I completely agree. So did you have to learn all of this new tech sort of, uh, hey, look out everyone, we're closing soon, probably, um, jump on and learn some stuff? Or, or was it a lot of the tech in place already? Well, we started using Seesaw last year as a, an on, as, sorry, as a digital portfolio to replace our physical portfolios. And then from this year, it was decided as well that we'd be using Seesaw for that formative assessment or what do you call it with Rory when you do it? Just in time feedback and continuous online continuous reporting. Online so, reporting. Uh, yeah. Yep. So we That's just, what we call it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we started using Seesaw last year for digital portfolios and soon after that we started using it for continuous online reporting as well. So we were already using Seesaw but we're using it very differently now because now we are using it to deliver the teaching and to communicate to parents whereas before we weren't using it for that. I mean, essentially we were using it for that, for the reporting side of it, but not in terms of the, this is what we're asking your son to do today type thing. So we're using the same platform, but we're using it very differently. And is it standing up to the greater demands and the the broader um, Well, I feel it is for what we're using it for, yeah. Yeah. Because we mentioned this last week um, that we found Microsoft Teams has enabled us to continue our teaching in a classroom type situation. Yeah, so that's one place where Seesaw is lacking, that there isn't that live platform. Yeah. Yeah. And we were going to go... We, we we are we we try and maintain everything that we do through Rory, which sounds like seesaw, but Rory didn't really have or schoolbox that is yep. didn't really have that aspect just immediately available yeah. to us. But I think it'd be great to perhaps make sure that you're just bringing just using one platform for exactly. you know just for the sake of a, the student and the parent and the teacher yep. when they're communicating through one, if it could all just be located in one area, which it sounds as though you guys are, are getting, you know, that's really suiting you, Seesaw is really suiting you. Well, we're very grateful that we had all the previous training with Seesaw because I know a lot of other teachers from other schools that have really struggled, you know, with all the changes um, and then learning about all this new technology. So that's, you know, been very beneficial for us. So, yeah. But I suppose you are moving to Zoom and so that'll be two well, things, won't it? yes, we're trialling Zoom. From tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> um, mind you, there's only two weeks now left of home-based learning. But we have made the decision, I think everyone in the ALC, that we can't use Zoom for that delivering of content because we can't assume no. that everyone will be online at the same time. So, for example, tomorrow I know in my Zoom meeting we're just going to be saying hello to everyone and it was one of the boys' birthdays on the weekend, so we'll sing happy late birthday to him. So we'll be using it for the social side and for that pastoral care side as such, but we can't rely on using it for delivery. No, I was going to content. ask, I had a, had a weekend of Zoom meetings, including Mother's Day yeah. and uh, uh, a 70th birthday, and we had, uh, you know, three Zoom meetings, uh, catch-up social, but the, we were we were frozen out of one on Friday yeah. night and then <laughs> other people were unmuted when there was, when there was supposed to be a surprise and oh. <laughs> all that sort of, and they, they were adults who Well, I believe as the host I'm in charge. You're completely in charge. And yeah. I'm neutral, so we'll find out. I haven't, I have used Zoom as a participant, but I haven't, yeah, used it as a host. Oh, it should before. be a lot of fun. Yeah, and the, boy, the boys will love seeing each other. Mm. I know how happy I am when I 
I'm on seesaw and I hear the boys communicating with me and it just makes me realise how much yeah. I miss them. Mm. Sometimes they leave a voice mm. comment yeah, or it's beautiful. Yeah, it makes you realise mm. it's you rely on it so much as a teacher, that that interaction with the boys and that little spark from them and yeah, we're really missing out on that. Oh, absolutely. It's the um I think we mentioned before the just that that wall of you were talking about when you're when you're actually you know, you're talking into an iPad. Yeah. They're seeing you, but um but you're not getting that uh, back. What about uh, have we been doing anything in the ELC so that the boys can stay in contact with each other? Is that good? I think socially a lot of parents had organised Zoom sessions um, right. to fit around their schedules. Um, so I know a lot of boys in the younger years have had um, communication with each other in that way. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really it, that must be also a, you know, I mean that's that's a school-wide thing that you, you're, you're seeing your teachers a lot, but that's not necessarily what a young man wants. He also wants to see his friends. Yeah. And, uh, One yeah. initiative we started in year two was like a digital show and tell. So we called it Daily Superstar and we asked the boys to send us in a photo of something they're able to do at home while they're doing remote-based remote home-based learning, something that they might not have had time for normally, and we feature one boy a day so they can all see each it. other. So there's been a pretty good uptake of that. And so the boys are sending in photos of like um, bike jumps that they've made with their parents or baking they've done, yep. uh, massive jigsaw puzzles that they've had time to complete, really impressive Lego <laughs> sets. So there's been that as well, yeah. Excellent. And just little videos. We did a, an attendance video um, where we made a little puppet pals program so that they could each see photos of each other and um, check the attendance for the day, which the boys responded really well to as well. So that was lovely. Because yeah. they will have changed in eight, eight weeks from in between, but by the time we go back, and especially at your age group, yes. Bree, they change a lot in they eight do. weeks. What are you anticipating about starting up again? I suppose we've only been told this is only 24 hours ago we got <laughs> sort of confirmed, but what do you think your main challenges will be getting the boys back into classroom? I think in that first term, particularly in prep, it's such a big change. Yeah. Um, so that structure was so important. So it might be, uh, it might take a little while for them to ease back into that, um, just going back to the explicit, you know, instructions even with how to sit on the carpet and they're going to be very excited. So um, that may be a little challenge, um, <laughs> yeah. but something, you know, they'll also be really, really keen to get back into it and really eager. Um, that's the great thing about this age group. I think, you know, they're so enthusiastic. So, um, yeah, we'll have everything ready to go. Yeah, although I think some of the bigger boys, when we get them back, will be very excited to be back in the classroom and seeing each other. Absolutely. Well, on that note, I think our time together might have come to an end. So thank you very much for joining us, Bree and Emma. It's been wonderful having you. Thanks for having us. And uh, that's all for today's podcast from Two Tassie Teachers Talking, MC time to sign off. Yeah, well, um, we'll see you next time. We've, uh, things change week by week. A week's a long time in a virus crisis. So uh, we'll see where we are next week, but we might be looking at the um, being back at school in a very short space of time. Absolutely. I think this week has been the longest year of my life. Uh, we will, we'll be back next week, though, uh, talking to some teachers from the junior school. I believe we have Ed Thompson and Scotty Merritt coming in to have a chat with us. So we can look forward to that. And until then, we hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. Cheers.